The 2022 State Fair Classic. Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M. Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl. One ticket gets you into the fair and the big game. Also, Grammy Award winning Ashanti Live. Then the Classic kicks off at a new time, 6 p.m. New coaches, old rivalry, and an iconic halftime battle of events. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Visit StateFairClassicFootball.com. Sponsored in part by City of Dallas. Dallas Sports Commission. McDonald's. Black and Positively Golden. Chevy. Cricket Wireless. Methodist Hospital. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, August 26th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! And the HBCU football season kicks off on tomorrow. We've got three football games for you on tomorrow. Today on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, we're going to preview the HBCU National Game of the Week. Going to tell you uh, what that game is. We want to talk about some of the matchups. Um, you're looking at Florida A&M and Edward Waters getting together in Miami Gardens, Florida, in the Big Cat Classic on tomorrow. I like what both Edward Waters and Florida Memorial are doing. Edward Waters, not yet, not quite, making that move, though, to the SIAC. I believe next year is when Edward Waters will have full SIAC membership. I can remember going back to early, the early part of the 2000s, 2001, 2002, when Edward Waters brought its football program back in conjunction with a lot of schools during that time. Shaw, one of those schools. Um, there's a couple of other schools that brought, Allen uh, brought football back. Allen also um, making its way to the SIAC as well. So I like what, what uh, Edward Waters is doing and Florida Memorial. Uh, in terms of having HBCU football in Miami. When you have, the, the, the bigger the city, where you can have HBCU football, uh, the better. The, the opportunity for more media coverage. I mean, when you're talking about Miami, you're talking about a top 15 media market. So that bodes well for HBCU football, HBCUs really uh, as a whole. You've got to be able to get those uh, those mediums to get on board. You've got the Miami Herald, the big newspaper there. You've got the television stations that are there as well. So you need to be able to get those mediums on board for the coverage. Uh, but I think it's great when you're on uh, in Miami. Of course, if you look at Edward Waters and you look uh, it being in Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville may be the Largest city by population in the state of Florida, perhaps. I know Miami's more well-known, but don't sleep on Jacksonville uh, at all either. So you have that matchup as well. You also have Florida A&M playing at UNC. Then you have the HBCU National Game of the Week, which we're going to preview. The game is in Atlanta. It is MEAC versus SWAC. It is Howard versus Alabama State. And so this should be, I think, an interesting football game. Um, You know, last year when you thought about the MEAC SWAC Challenge and all that the MEAC had been through uh, entering the 2021 season, uh, first of all, not having played in 2020 because of COVID or played in the spring of 2021 like other conferences did, including the SWAC. So entering, so basically the last season prior 
uh, of football prior to the 2021 season was 2019. I mean, you did have, you know, I mean, you, you didn't have MEAC play, but you had Howard, Delaware State, um, that, that play, South Carolina State that played uh, some football games. Uh, but coming, entering last year's MEAC SWAC Challenge, a lot of upheaval when you're talking about the MEAC, North Carolina A&T, the first to leave to join the Big South. Then shortly thereafter, Florida A&M leaves to join the SWAC. Very shortly thereafter that, Bethune-Cookman also leaves to join the SWAC. So now you're down to six football playing institutions. Everybody thinks the MEAC uh, is dead in the water. And ultimately, that game between Alcorn State and North Carolina Central, I think most would have thought, I would have too, that Alcorn State would have been the favorite coming into that football game. Alcorn State's domination of the SWAC, the last, especially the Eastern Division, the last six or seven years, um, has been duly noted. It's been almost historic in some respects. And then you had a North Carolina Central team that definitely had some talent, no question about that. Um, you have, uh, you know, Trey Oliver as uh, the, the, the head football coach, although he had a 2019 season, didn't have a 20 season. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And North Carolina Central pulled off that football game. I think that was a bit of an upset. This game between Howard and Alabama State, a little, little, you know, you have some storylines, right? You've got Eddie Robinson Jr., now the head football coach at Alabama State in his first season. Um, you know, you've got Larry Scott at Howard. I think Howard's going to be improved this year, and I'm going to start with Howard. I want to start with Howard. I want to start, it begins from an offensive perspective, but it's not the only thing they have offensive, offensively. I think Howard is going to have a pretty solid offense, but it begins with the quarterback, Quentin Williams. He's really shown some flashes that, and, and, and I think last year he really did some really good things. Um, he's a guy that can pass the football, has got good, you know, good pocket presence. I mean, when you look at him, he threw for over 2,300 yards last year, 16 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He also completed 58% of his passes on last year. And he's a guy that can run with the football. I think the latter part of the season is where you really saw Williams kind of come out. I remember sitting down and watching a Thursday night game. It was Howard and Morgan State. And boy, it was on It was on ESPNU. It, it was just, it may, it may have been a Friday night, actually. It was just not a very good football game uh, at all. Neither team looked good, and I think Morgan, if I'm if I if if I'm not mistaken, Morgan came out with the victory. But I think Williams looked better the second half of the season, and he has a deep threat in Antoine Murray. Seven touchdown receptions. He caught somewhere like 30, 33 balls, but he averaged over 19 yards per carry. So he's a guy that's a deep threat, and I think the receiving core. Uh, for Howard is going to be pretty solid. but and, and the offensive line is going to be good for Howard. It's coming in as well. But I think where the Bison will excel this year is in the running back department. You've got Ian Willer and you've got uh, Jarrett Hunter. Uh, these two combined rushed for over 1,000 yards last year and 11 touchdowns. So when you look at Howard um, from that perspective, I mean, I think this is a very, very solid offense. Let's look at Alabama State's defense. I think this is where Alabama State is going to be strong. And, and I talked about the passing game. I think Howard's passing game is going to be really, really good uh, with Williams and a deep threat Murray. But 
when you look at this Alabama State defense, the strength of the defense is in the secondary. HBCU All-American, Urshad Davis is the safety. So he's a guy that um, can get it done both in the run game. I mentioned Howard's run game is going to be key. He's going to have to be a key uh, to that. Now, if he's coming up and making a lot of tackles, that's going to be a bit of an issue, I think, for Alabama uh, State if Urshad Davis from his safety position has to come up uh, and make a lot of tackles. But this young man can play. And then also in the secondary, you have Natron Culpepper and Keenan Isaac. So this makes for a very formidable Albany, uh, excuse me, Alabama State defense that I think is going to be one that is going to be pretty uh, solid and is going to have to be pretty solid when going up against a Howard offense. I think, you know, with Larry, I mean, I think Larry Scott's a really, really good football coach. I think he's got a good staff. You know, Howard has, has not been very good lately uh, in terms of its football program. And it, it, it hasn't necessarily been historically outside of the late 80s through the mid-90s when you talk about, you know, Jay Walker and all of those guys. I mean, they had some really, really, Steve Wilson was a coach. He had some really, really good football teams. But Howard, you know, it's, it's an academically driven institution. And it's much like, I would compare it very much to Duke when you're talking about from a foot from an academic perspective and not not getting um, not being able to really elevate that football program um, as it relates to what the how the university is seen uh, and known notably both universities for that matter really throughout the world and and not as much on the football uh, side but we'll see I think Larry Scott can change that. Uh, particularly with uh, some commitment uh, from the university uh, as a whole. Let's take a look at Alabama State's offense. Okay, no Ryan Nettles. Uh, first of all, again, as I mentioned, Donald Hill Ely had been the, the head coach there four or five years. He's not there anymore. Enter Eddie Robinson Jr., um, who is an alum, and uh, he's, he's, he's hit the ground running. No Ryan Nettles at the quarterback we saw him and some of the things that he could do, some of the potential uh, that he had on last year. But all Alabama State brings in Auburn transfer quarterback Demetrius Davis, or Demetrius Davis, excuse me for mispronouncing um, his name. Now, he, he didn't take a snap. He's a highly, he was a highly recruited uh, quarterback out of high school in Texas. Uh, didn't take a snap at Auburn. Uh, they like him uh, there in Montgomery, so we'll see. I mean, you're entering sort of a different, you know, high, I mean, in, in, in Texas high school, uh, football is big time, no question about it, but this is the college level, and it's going to be a Howard team that I think is going to be tough. Uh, I'll talk more about the Howard defense momentarily. Uh, no Ezra Gray at the running back uh, position, but you got a young man by the name of Ja'Cory Merritt who actually led the Hornets last year in terms of carries he had 120 carries he had five touchdowns he averaged about three and a half yards per carry uh while he had the most carries he wasn't the main back I would still consider Ezra Ezra uh the gray the main back however Ja'Cory Merritt got a majority of uh carries so they're gonna have to rely um, um on I, I think Merritt a little bit and we'll see um what Mr. Davis looks like 
in terms of being able to throw that football, highly recruited kid, um, didn't play at Auburn, so we'll see ultimately uh, what that looks like. Going against the Howard defense that really, I mean, really has to improve. Um, you know, w- one of the keys to that defense, defensive lineman, Darian Brokenberg. Now, this is a young man that had three and a half sacks last year, had five tackles for loss. He's, he's, he's able to, you know, uh, tie those offensive linemen up. Uh, and allow for some of the linebackers to be able to make plays uh, for the Bison. He's going to have to be key, um, obviously, uh, for Howard defensively uh, against Alabama State, who, again, we, we still have some unknown at the at the quarterback position, but the offensive line at Alabama State right now is pretty good. But I think Ja'Cory merits that guy that's going to break out uh, from a running back um, perspective. And uh, he's going to carry the load. I mean, this is a guy that had 120 carries uh, as your secondary running back last year. I mean, that's that's a fair amount of carries. That's about 12 carries a game. I think you'll see that up to maybe 15, 16 carries uh, per game throughout the course of the season. Maybe in this game he gets 20 uh, carries. I think if he is able to get that many carries in the ball game and get, you know, somewhere right around 100 yards. So I think that may bode well uh for for Alabama State hard to really kind of predict these kinds of games first game of the season um it's not a it's not like it's a conference game where you can really gauge and and generally you don't play conference games early on uh, but where you can kind of get a feel for what may be happening this is you know two leagues that um probably need I think need to probably play more games talking about the MEAC and the SWAC outside of of uh, of classics, uh, if you will. I mean, you saw the last couple of seasons where Alabama A&M and South Carolina State played. So we, hopefully we'll see more uh, of that in the very near future. But it's hard to really get a gauge. Um, I'm going to give you a prediction. Um, I, I am going to give you a prediction. Of course, this game is in Atlanta. Um, I think this is a game that Howard is going to win. Um, I think that Quentin Williams... Um, it has improved um, last year. Again, second half of the season, I thought he did well, had a good spring. You know, he's got some weapons. He's got a running game. He's got some receivers. Um, he's got a good offensive line. And while I don't know that Howard's defense is great, you know, there are some question marks to me right now, as we stand right now coming in, we could see coming out of this game where the Alabama State offense uh, really sits. So I'm going to, I don't, I don't know about the score. I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game or anything like that. It's just a first-game prediction. Uh, you know, we may get into predicting scores and all of those kind of things or at least, uh, you know, saying what the score range may be as we do these each and every week with these HBCU National Games of the Week previews. But uh, that said, I like Howard over Alabama State. So that's about it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you uh, for joining us. We've been doing this since, what, July the 18th of this year. This is the sixth year of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you to those that are now watching. We we know that a lot of the movement is in terms of watching um, as opposed to uh, listening, but we got you covered for both. You can watch here, of course, on the Box to Row YouTube page. You can also listen to the HBCU Football Daily Podcasts on our website at boxtorow.com. You can also 
listen at iHeartMedia.com and wherever you may get your podcast. And of course, we want you to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Also of note, the radio program, Box to Row, the radio program airs tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, that's 6 p.m. Central Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. That's channel 84. And you can listen to the program throughout the weekend on a radio station near you. You can log on to our website at boxtorow.com and find a radio station in your area that carries the program. If uh, oh, And you can also listen uh, on satellite radio on Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. That's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. for those out west on Sirius XM Channel 142, HBCU. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk with you on Monday.